Hi, this is attorney Demetra Evans with your Teal Legal Minutes. Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. And please remember if there are things that you have questions about to post them below and also to subscribe to our channel. So this is the podcast uh, of the law firm where we talk about all things in business and intellectual property law. And today my topic is going to be kind of dual. Um, it's it's because we did the Ultimate Women's Expo on this weekend. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about how companies market as far as doing trade shows. And then I want to give you the top five legal risks that I presented um, on this past Sunday. But as we start every podcast, I want to give you a chance to give me your word of the week. So as I've thought about this, my word of the week is going to be calmness. And I say calmness because we are in a period of transition. Uh, I probably said this before, but we've been going through transition. And when you're in a period of transition, you have to stop and pause and think about the calmness that is there all around you. So what's your word of the day or of the week? Okay, awesome. So I hope you chose a really good word and one that you will remember and it will catapult you into next week and carry you on and lift you to a place that's very high. So as we start this segment, I want you to just think about how it is that you're doing your marketing. Um, If you're not doing your marketing, then I am not exactly sure how you're getting clients. As a business owner, the marketing is very important. Some people will say the branding is important. Some people will say the sales are important. I kind of put it all under one heading and call it marketing. So one of the things that we have done in the past, and we only get to do about two or three a year, is to do trade shows. And trade shows are, they're not just fun. I have a blast with them. Um, But in deciding what the marketing material will be that's on the table or what you will hand out, or I spoke on the stage uh, for about 30 minutes, so what you will speak about that can really be relevant and can help business owners is all sort of a, a part of this process when you're doing a trade show. So at the trade show, um, there were about, they, they say about 18,000 people that came through on that day. And I think then there was also a trade show not just for women and a lot of women business owners, but there was also a food show. So that was really good for me because they're always giving away free samples of all kind of vegan foods that I love. Um, so So that was good. But with the business owners, they can't really get away from their booths. So our marketing person, Shelly Sunshine, um, took little gift bags around to them that had, you know, really relevant gifts that they can continue to use, but also had our logo and our phone number, which you always want to have available. Because if someone, uh, like one of the things that we gave away was like this jar filled with dark chocolates and really healthy um, energy uh, foods, as well as our card and Um, another little gift that was inside and little ticket, just like all kind of stuff. But 
with a jar that also had our logo and name and a telephone number and website, you could also reuse that. And it might be for coins or for pins or whatever you use that for. So that's a nice little reusable gift. Um, we try to make sure that we're not giving away something that's really just junk. Um, so we saw some people that, that gave away things that, you know, you don't really have a lot of use for. So a, lo- a lot of things uh, that we saw, some of it was helpful. Um, some of it was like, okay, I don't know that people are going to, you know, take it home. It'll go in the trash and, and maybe that's a waste. Um, but the idea is that you are always being useful. I mean, in fact, if you're a business or you have a skill that you're utilizing in your service and then you are not really being helpful, then you might need to check that, right? Because we always want to be helpful to the people that are around us. So we had people that came up to the table and some people did not know about the law firm, wanted to just ask some general questions about what we did and and how things work. And then some people just came up for the chocolate that was on the table. And that's okay too, because they took marketing materials. And you know, you, you never know when you, you will need a business that you just met. But especially, you know, from perspective of a law firm, uh, you never know when you'll have to ask a question and you can remember the face of the person who was there. And so that's always good. But um, there there were some issues that came up. And because of that, we wrote out um, some, some, some information on a sheet of paper and just gave it to the business owners and said, hey, this is kind of, you know, quick and dirty. These are five legal risks that we're noticing um, that some businesses don't really grasp small business. And we'd like to give you this information and let you know, we'll answer questions about these. So here are those five top 10 legal risks for businesses that the Evans International Law Firms have come up. I'll tell you what they are, and then I'll speak a little bit about them. So number one is legal structures. When do you know that you have the right legal structure? And if you don't have the right legal structure, what exactly do you do about it? The second one is, are you really protecting your assets? And before you can protect them, you actually have to know what those assets are as a business owner. Some people know, and some people don't know all of the assets. The third, is, are you in compliance with the law? And that means, are you in compliance with the new laws? And then how do you know if you're in compliance or not? And how do you know what those new laws are? Number four is contracts. When do you do a contract checkup? I mean, is that something you do annually? Is that something that is important, you know, only at certain junctures? When do you need to actually have contracts and what types of contracts do you need to have? Number five, uh, and this is because of something that happened to me personally, and that is technology. So are you familiar with the technology even that you are using in your company? And especially if you're using cloud-based software, um, are you familiar with what it's collecting? And are you aware of cyber attacks? And what do you do if there is a cyber breach in your company? So as promised, let me just talk about legal structure. So everybody knows about sole proprietorships and corporations, and they just assume that you do one or the other. But I talked a lot about why you might want to decide to do a partnership or a joint ventureship or even an LLC. A lot of it has to do with taxes, 
But even if you are beyond taxes, you may not want to get so involved in a structure that um, it's not easy to get out of. So you might want to consider a temporary partnership. But if you get into a temporary partnership, then you have to make sure that it fits your business model. Your business model is temporary. So if I decide that I'm going to go into business with you know, a lo- another law firm, it might be for a specific purpose, a specific reason, a specific time um, to get a project done, but it's not necessarily for us to combine you know, for long term. So business structures, I really think just because you hear that one is good for you, you have to examine your business model um, because business structures can be a lifesaver depending on exactly what your goal is. Uh, We did do a full book, a downloadable ebook that's on our website, www.tealfirms.com, where you can go and really um, compare the you know, the corporation with the LLC, the benefit corporation with a nonprofit organization, um, any type of series LLC with an S corp. So, and then you can decide what is really good for you. As far as asset protection, so every, everyone in uh, with the businesses that I talk to, they know that your assets are, of course, your computers and you know your business structure, especially if you own it. Say you own the physical location where you are, um, then those are your assets. But you also have key assets and employees. So you could have an employee that is really a key person employee and important to your business. And if something happens to that person, that person could actually be you. Then you would need to have that person insured. And a lot of people don't realize how important that type of insurance is. But that's one way to protect your assets. You also want to have some types of errors and omissions. In law firms, we call this malpractice insurance. There's malpractice for doctors. But, you know, you might also want to, let's say you're an artist, it might be important for you to insure your hands. Um, Tina Turner insures her legs and, you know, certainly are worth it. But that's always important when you are protecting your, yourself. But there's also like the things that are intellectual, like your goodwill. Are you protecting your goodwill or do you have someone that's, you know, on the Internet that's looking at Yelp or looking at Avo or whatever the the business um, networking on online um, it, for your industry is? Are you are you paying attention to what's happening in your industry and how you are being viewed? Because that's very important. You might have to put content out there or you might have to correct content. Um, one of the tidbits that I got when, when thinking about my brand and my name and what I see online is you never want to argue with customers or clients that put anything negative. The best thing to do is to contact them offline. Um, but if, if, if on the other side, if you are a customer, a consumer, and you have a problem with the business, then you should also consider, you know, what you could do to their reputation and give them a call, give them a chance to explain and try to get that right before you do go online. But if, if, if it has to be played out online, um, from the business owner, the employer's point of view, it's best also to try to call them and make sure that you can make it right. But if you can't, then you 
you, you know, put online, hey, this is what happened. This is what I'm willing to do uh, so that everyone who is following that will also um, understand that it's your strategy. You know, you're not perfect. We're not perfect beings, but it's your strategy to try to do right. Um, okay, so you, you're also in need of protecting all of other intellectual property, like your trademarks. Um, and with your trademarks or your 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 secrets, uh, your trade secrets, you have to make sure that that stuff is under, you know, for, for trade secret, it has to be under lock and key. If something is confidential, um, you want to make sure you're using confidential agreements that people have to sign, even if it's in, in your, within your company before they go into it. It might be certain passwords that they have to utilize. Um, if you're sending out an email that involves this information, make sure you're always putting that this is confidential information. So you're separating it from what is just a regular thing that you're doing. Um, for, for trademarks, obviously you want to make sure that they're filed, uh, to protect them because once someone starts to use it or, um, yeah, if they, if they are using it, then you need to send them a cease and desist letter, but you saw it several times before and you never really did anything about it. Then it's a little bit difficult to say that you were actually protecting it because you weren't, um, but, you know, workers comp, you want to protect yourself for your business failing in the event that you get a lawsuit because someone got hurt at work. Um, or, you know, also if it's just someone that's on the premises and they get hurt, you want to make sure that you have insurance for everything that you do. Teal Firms is looking into leases right now. And as we're um, reading over these leases, the insurance just continues to grow every time, you know, there's a, there's a growth, there's, you know, more that you need to insure. Okay. The third thing that we released is compliance with the law and making sure you're up to date on new laws. So, I mean, I guess just in a very general way, you want to either subscribe to a service that will give you the new laws or, you know, just think that every month I am going to sit down and try to figure out in my state, in my county, what are the new laws in my country that are affecting me? And then what are the new laws that are coming out that have to do with the industry that I should be abreast of? Um, of course, in, in our monthly newsletter that I hope you do sign up for, um, we talk about the new laws and how they are affecting business owners. We just released a, a lot and, and other law firms and businesses did too, talking about the cannabis laws and how they are going to change business as well as um, how consumers look at uh, at smoking and where they can smoke and you know, when you're intoxicated, it's, it's change uh, in DUIs. So now we're looking at DUIs that, that have, you know, how, how do you actually know that someone is intoxicated on marijuana um, when it's not something that is open in the car or, you know, you could have smoked, I don't know, hours before and still be intoxicated from it. And you're not supposed to drive while you're intoxicated, no matter what you're intoxicated on, if it's legal or not. I mean, alcohol is legal, but after a certain um, blood count, then then you're not allowed to drive, which is like 0.08, if you need to know that. 
um, we we recommend obviously that you always consider having someone who is driving who you you know who never had anything to drink. Um, it's safety first. It's better to be sober and get home than the opposite of that. So compliance with the law is really important. As a business owner, there is um, an example that I thought was very very poignant for this conference and. Um, the new Illinois law is bar- barring employers from um, on any kind of application from forcing applicants to divulge any previous salaries. So you can't ask people how much they made, even though that might in the past have been very important for you to know, just looking at what skill level it is um, or that they've reached or just comparing for what you'll actually offer them. You can no longer do that. So um, I talked to a couple business owners to say, wow, you know, I didn't realize that. That's still on our online application. So that means that someone needs to be looking at online paper applications and making sure that those questions are taking off, uh, taken off. Or, of course, you could be breaching um, contractual laws with the state, with the government. Um, So speaking of contractual laws, that brings us to number four. So you have to have the correct business contracts in place. If those contracts are not in place, then, um, yeah, you are not in a contract. So it's important to have the right contracts in place, and it's better that they be written. You can have things that you've talked about orally. You can even prove contracts orally um, with witnesses, and you know you might have some texts or some emails that can help you to prove it. But it's very difficult, and I say it's it's easier if everything has been discussed and everyone signed off. You don't you don't want. Um, any kind of misunderstandings with your business partners, your vendors, or your employees. And a a contract that I've talked about before is having a non-disclosure contract. So if if an employee leaves, you want to have them sign a non-disclosure. You don't want someone to take the information that you have provided to them and then they just give it away for free. And that's been your intellectual property that you've shared with them over the years. But also in the same vein, when you have a vendor's contract, you want to make sure that um, the, the the place, the timing, the cost, that all of those are very clear. Um, people know when, where, what, why, and how things are supposed to happen. So then the last is the use of technology. So technology is everywhere, right? We're on the internet and it's it's very important. And I know that you know, just for your personal use, when when you're online, almost with any sites, it's going to come up and tell you, hey, we have cookies. What's that mean? We're following you. Not only are we following you, but we are, um, we are abstracting from um your your IP address, all sorts of things about you and all sorts of things that tell me what exactly you like to do on the internet. So are you someone who's always shopping on the internet? You're always looking at news? You know, is it all about gifts? What is it? Because those cookies are following you and they're gathering information, but there are laws that say what you can and cannot um, gather and, and maintain. So for instance, like in Europe, you're, you are not allowed to um, to store that information without people agreeing that you're able to store it. So you have to be aware and you might, you know, you might have a disclaimer. Um, you have terms and use usage of the website. Those are all important, but let me just caution you. I had someone um, who had a term 
a term and usage on their website and they were collecting information and they had people signing up for a membership, but that was in the terms and usage. And then that was a little bit deceptive because if you know that you are signing up for a membership, that's one thing. But if you have it in terms of usage and then it's all this small print and then, you know, the people aren't really looking at that, then, you know, you have to make sure that what you're doing is fair and people really have an opportunity to, to decide that they want something extra than what they have bargained for. So um, be careful because, you know, you, you don't want to get yourself in um, a lawsuit that is based on any kind of deceptive practices. But, um, you know, there's also cyberbullying. There are um, copyright issues when you use your internet and take pictures that you're not paying royalties or on. And then there's also discrimination lawsuits that can come from a lot of um, the things that we are doing online, this technology that's affecting all of us. So those are just the, the five top things that we came up with. And then we presented those to the businesses and, and gave the, that out to them for free. And hopefully that will help them in what they're doing. And hopefully that will help you. I'm going to sign off. This is attorney Demetrius Evans of the Evans International Law Firms because excellence matters. You can reach us on the web at www.tillfirms.com or you can always call us at 708-531-1740, the Till Firms. And um, don't forget to subscribe because you don't want to miss any of these wonderful podcasts. Love to hear your questions. Have a wonderful day.